listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. <laughs> I think you're excited about that. I was just trying to match your energy. That works too. Guys, as you can tell, we're your resident best friends here to help you along your relationship journey. You can think of us as your best friends or your very own fun fairies. We're going to bring joy to the process. We are trying our hardest to sprinkle love dust all over the place because the world needs it and it takes a village and we are your community. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell a friend. It's so helpful when you guys share because it shows that we have a loyal and growing audience. That way we can bring you fabulous offers that you can also share. And it keeps the lights on here in the village that we're running. So contribute to the village and do your part. We have no words to describe the pain the world is in right now, but we truly, truly believe that a change is on the brink and we're all going to come out stronger and better in the future because of it. We're even starting to see changes here and there and it's pretty wild as we're living through history. And even though there have been many dark moments in 2020, It's Complicated likes to spread the light where we can. And today we're shining it on moms who we know are some of the strongest humans on the planet They're the ones that have an innate sense of unconditional love to give. And right now, we all need to tap into our inner mom instincts and share the love that we have. Here to help us with that task is our guest, mom of four girls, host of Moms Matter, and creator of Los Angeles Mom Magazine, Sharin Yadigar. She decided to create Los Angeles Mom Magazine, and their mission is to empower moms to feel self-confident about the decisions they make in their families, because it's hard when you're a mom, you're questioning things, even dads, just being a parent, it's hard. Los Angeles Mom Mag is filled with articles by various experts like doctors and educators, and they focus on issues that moms face daily. LAMomMagazine.com also aims to help thousands of moms find the products and services they need to make motherhood easy and fun. Through the different directories, moms can access lists of everything they need from the right kid-friendly restaurant in their neighborhoods to the perfect party people for their children's birthday parties. Such a great idea. Los Angeles moms no longer need to waste hours of their time searching the web every time they have a parenting or lifestyle question. LAMomMagazine.com offers an easy search engine. They have weekly emails addressing all of your needs. And additionally, LAMomMagazine.com connects moms of all ages to the newest, hippest resources to raise their families in the 21st century. It's like really kind of everything you need. New moms, second, third kid, it's all there. She's basically Yelp for moms. Welcome to the show, Jorin Yadigar. Okay, so first and foremost, how are you doing, Sharin? There's a lot of craziness going on right now, and we know you're a mom of four, but like just in general, how are you doing? <laughs> um, honestly, Uh, The uncensored version is that the last week, I think I was a hot mess with all the news hitting um, with George Floyd. I I think it was just so captivating. And I was trying so hard not to watch the news in front of my younger ones. I have four girls and my teenagers were nonstop. They were reading and posting and 
and they were crying. And so there were so many emotions. And I have four daughters. I'm a woman. My husband is the only one here with the testosterone. So there was a lot of estrogen and a lot of emotions. So I'm doing better now. Thanks for asking. But it has been a very, very emotional week. Okay. So your four girls, what are the age ranges there? So I have a 17, 15, 10, and 8. Wow. So that runs the gamut. Are they all close or are they some closer in relationship than others? So the first two are two years apart and they're both in high school and they're really close, thankfully. Um, Very different political views, very different interests in life, but the best of friends. I mean, they hang out with each other's friends. Um, They they sleep together in their bed sometimes. They're, They're amazing. Very, very close. And then there's, you know, four years between that set of kids I had and the second set of kids I had. And they are very close as well. Um, They sleep in the same room. They go to the same school. They do everything together. I mean, obviously there are moments where everyone wants to kill each other, but they are very close and very lucky. There's a lot of love, a lot of love. Yeah. We, I have a, I have a similar situation here with my partner. He has a daughter from a previous relationship and the dog that we have is a girl. And before I just had my son, it was all girls and like (laughs) all female energy. And like, I would look at him sometimes and be like, he needs a freaking drink right now because (laughs) for sure different energy. So like what, and, and, and ages are hard. Like, I mean, Bella or my stepdaughter, his daughter is 10. And then our son's like six weeks old. So there's like a massive age difference there. Do you have any advice about like your oldest daughter that's 17 and then your youngest that's eight? Like there's a big gap there. Do you, how do you keep them connected with such a big gap? Because the two that are like two years apart are obviously close, but how does that, because, and it's almost like a mom figure, if you will, the oldest sibling to like the youngest in a family like that, where there's a big gap. How do you, do you like welcome that in? Is it very Right. So it's interesting because early on, you know, when I remember bringing my younger ones home from the hospital, um, they were so excited. My girls, you know, they were like eight, you know, six and eight years old. And so they were like, can we bathe them and can we carry them? And I said, yes, absolutely. You know, you can play house and do all that. My mom came in one day and she goes, you know, you got to be really careful because you don't want them to feel like they need to mother these children. They're their sisters. And there is a fine line between being a mother and being a sister. And so I've been very careful to make sure they're there to give them advice on fashion and to kind of navigate like this is what it's going to be like when you're this age and kind of really holding their hand through things. They actually, um, while we've been at home during the pandemic, they've been having tutoring sessions together. Um, They've been teaching the girls how to do their hair and all of that. But when it comes to discipline and when it comes to, you know, telling them, no, that's not okay. I've had talks with my teens about this is not your territory. You may not agree with the way I'm parenting, but it is not for you to tell them because I don't ever want them to feel like they have a role of a mother. They'll have time for that, right? For the rest of their lives, if they choose to have children. And I just don't want it to feel overbearing for them. So we make sure that they know that they're sisters and not their mother. That's actually a great point, Sharin, because boundaries, like with me, I was a nanny for a long time. And so this is not my first rodeo, but it is my first child. So I'm a Mm. little bit protective and my stepdaughter wants to like hold the baby and burp the baby and bounce the baby and change the baby's diaper and like walk all over the house with the baby. And it makes me nervous because I'm like, you're 10 and something could easily happen. So that's actually kind of a good point too, because I've also said like, if something does happen, I don't want you to feel bad. I, and a mistake can happen with me. So 
differentiating between be the mother and being the sister is actually a really, really, really good point that I think could be helpful for a ton of people. It just for whatever it is, whether it's like a discipline thing or a safety thing, that makes right. sense. That's a, actually a very good thing to point out. Yeah. You just would, I would hate for them ever to have that guilt to hold yeah. on to if anything ever goes wrong, you know, exactly. not there. They'll, they'll have a chance for that later in their lives. That makes so much sense. So is there an age that has been, I mean, you now have kids that are, have crossed all the ages, um, though they are still under 18. Is there an age that has been the easiest or the hardest to experience with them? Interesting. You know, each kid is so different that they're each, each age has been so different because each of them are so different. And I remember like reading all these books, right. Which you're going to go through right now. You're going to be reading about newborn. And and if you choose to breastfeed, how often should you breastfeed and what should the poo look like? And when should they be sitting up? When should they be crawling? You start to go crazy reading all these books that tell you how things should be. And the truth is that not all kids follow those books and not everybody is walking and talking when they should, right? So some kids are just going to be easier than others. Some have an easier temperament when they're younger and they grow to be, you know, less difficult when they're older. But I feel like we, we kind of go through our, our moments with all of them. I really am truly blessed. They're all just easy kids. Like we've raised our kids in a way that we want to be friends with them and hang out with them and have them around rather than escaping from them. Because we, I, I mean, I made an effort that I was going to stay home. So although I work and I have my magazine and I do my talk show, I work from home so that I can pick up my kids from school and I can be with them so that I can really raise them in a way that I want them to be good citizens of the world. And I actually love hanging out with them. So there are lots of different times where things are very hectic, but I couldn't tell you that like, Age two was a lot crazier than age 17. I feel like now I'm entering a different world where my daughter is going to be a senior in high school and then she's going to be gone. She's going to be off to college and in the real world. And I probably will not be sleeping much. I'll probably be very nervous. And maybe that'll be the hardest experience I've had with them yet. But each one is just so different. Yeah, that is a good point. It's sometimes it's just the individual child and not necessarily the age Um, and I'm sure there is like tons of stuff on LA magazine, lamommagazine.com where people can find like, if they were going to go on and look for advice, what can they expect? Would they search something like, okay, I've got like a bunch of different age ranges here. How do I, you know, parent this one and that one, but keep it equal. Would they be able to search something like that on there or what can they? Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when I created LA mom magazine 10 years ago, it was because there was nothing out there. And so anytime I wanted answers to questions, I'd have to go to so many different sources and I didn't think they were reliable. So I created a place where I don't write the articles. I have experts, right? I have pediatricians, I have psychologists, I have mindful coaches, all different types of people that write to answer all the questions we have. So there's a search you know, button up there and you go in and you'll write in a question like um, temper tantrums. And there'll be a bunch of articles that pop up from different experts, you know, Um, and we cover everything really up till now. I've covered everything from birth till 18. And I'm sure now that I'm growing with my daughter as she goes into the college world, I'll probably start carrying on, you know, 18 and older too. Uh, But that's it. Yeah, that's the whole point of LA Mom Magazine is just to kind of help us all navigate because we're all in this together. And it does feel probably like also something that might be almost lonely too when you first start out because you might think you're expected to just have these innate skills to be this mom and that we're all supposed to be like 
nurturing by nature and just hold a baby and know what to do with them. But like, we actually need resources. We're not just like born ready to change diaper. I mean, a hundred percent. I remember, I don't know how you felt when you gave birth. It's so new for you right now. I mean, to come out of the hospital and say, oh my God, how am I going to put this car seat? I'm going to put my child in the car seat and go home. Like, did that not make you nervous? Oh my God. It made me so nervous because my son was a like tiny bit early. He was like two weeks early. So it, it was fine, but he was like five pounds, 12 ounces or something. So it's like slightly small, but not anything crazy. But yeah, right. put him in the car seat. I was like, yeah, he, it's what? Like he doesn't fit. Like he's slumping over. I'm like sitting next to him trying to hold him up. I'm like, it's just like, yes. And like I said, I, you know, have been caring for other people's children before. So it wasn't my first rodeo, but when you're a first time mom and I knew this, it would be on another level, but yes, you're like, uh, you know, I have experience with this, but then you question things right all the time, you know, right. is this right? Or I forgot this thing, or I don't know this thing, you know? So yeah. Oh, the car seat. That's actually funny that you say that. Cause yeah, I was like, why is this so nerve wracking? I mean, it's crazy. I remember with my first kid, it took us 15 minutes. People were laughing at us. We could not figure out how to put the car seat in the car to get the baby in there. I was sweating. You know, your hormones are going crazy. And then you get home and you have to breastfeed and you've got pain. And nobody tells you all these things that are about to happen to your body. No. Right. Like it doesn't, you don't just pop out the baby and then like you proceed as if it's super easy. No, no, not even close. Right. You've got all this extra weight. You feel like shit. People really don't talk about the baby blues and how you might want to kill yourself down the line because you just don't feel normal. It's so crazy. It's such a crazy place to be as a new mom. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, why are there no resources out here for me? I feel so alone in the world. And I was the first one out of all my friends. I was really young. I was 26 years old when I had my first one. And it was scary. It was really scary. And then also, even if like you do have friends that have babies, everyone's baby is different and everyone's experience is different. So like, let's just say you have two friends who had babies. If you ask both of them, they probably have a different answer for you about any questions. So it's really probably comforting to have your site for people to go to that's like more like general information that like could apply to anybody. So you don't feel alone. You feel like there's information out there that will apply to your scenario. Right. And it's from experts who I've really spent a lot of time researching to make sure that they are the right people, you know, who are giving us advice. And then if there's more questions you need, it's like, okay, well now here's this person's email. Here's the website. Now you can go cruise it yourself and dig deeper into whatever issue you're dealing with, you know, because I really feel like if we all work together as a community and like share our resources, then we all benefit because we all create a better community in the end. So that's the whole point of parenting and parenting with love and compassion and, and sharing our stories with each other, really. Yeah. That's like why we started It's Complicated. Jen and I discovered that like all of our girlfriends were in some of our guy friends, but it was like, you know, largely, our, you know, girl talk, if you will, talking about dating and relationships all the good things, bad things, like give me your advice. What, what should I, how should I answer this text message? What should I wear on the date? Like we realized that it takes a village to date. That's why we say that. And this, basically what you did is created this village online for mothers. Like, and everyone says, and that's where our saying was born from. Like it takes a village that comes from raising a child. Like you basically added this thing and it's very easy to access with everything right there at your fingertips. Like that's what moms need, you know? And, and that's, it's totally true. Like Jen was mentioning, 
I have said before, like, oh, I need like a bouncer for my baby. Well, one of my girlfriends was like, this mama room, my baby hated, so you take it. Um, or, oh, I love the dock tot My kid can't be without it. Well, my baby does not like to go in the dock tot It's like a right. little bed you lay them in, but loves the mama room. And it's like, uh, you know, it's trial and error too. So it helps to hear people's input because like every, like you said, every child is different and it can be very overwhelming when there's like, all of these things just floating by you and everyone's advice, but if it's all in one site and it's kind of, yeah, it's a little bit less daunting because you can just kind of trust it. You've done all the background work for everyone. Right. Exactly. And I've had, I've gone through the era with so many different kids. I've tried so many different products. And then I just had a girlfriend call me today. She's like, what are we going to do with camp? Are things opening now? Where, where is safe to send my kid to camp? You know? And it's like, okay, I'm at it again. Like, let's see who's opening now. Because as of last week, everybody was closed, but now things are starting to open. So we need to find out the protocols. Who's really cleaning? Is is there really going to be a place where kids can feel safe to run around? So I'm constantly researching and talking to people and really trying to find the best resources so that, you know, LA moms can feel comfortable in the choices they make. Absolutely. And then they don't feel like they're doing it wrong because that's the worst thing you can probably feel is to feel like you're failing. So when, when you're without information, it's very easy to feel like you are not doing something right. So you are full of information and providing it moment to moment, even as we are navigating a pandemic. And you also host a show called Moms Matter. What is that about? What can people learn? Oh, great. So Moms Matter is awesome. You can find it on like Apple, Roku. It's on my Instagram. I post everything um, and on my YouTube channel, which is LA Mom Magazine. And I bring in experts to talk about everything we deal with, with parenting, current events, um, just a really lifestyle, like mom lifestyle. You know, right now we did focus a lot on what was going on during COVID, right? So you're stuck at home with your kids. How are you managing? And what are you doing for yourself? And how are you finding time for yourself? Because it can be very daunting, especially for you. I mean, as a new mom, how do you find the time to breathe? You know, you can't even go outside for a walk. In the beginning, we were afraid to leave our home. So I was really finding experts, doctors, um, psychologists to come and talk and help us um, with breathing, what we should be eating to boost our immune systems. Um, How do we talk to our kids about what's happening so they're not fearful of leaving the house again? So the show really covers everything you can think of about parenting and about women's health, really. Um, Now that I am 43 years old, I'm over 40 and everything changes again in your body. It's like, oh my gosh, how do I deal with this? So I bring in all these great um, nutritionists and holistic practitioners to talk to us about breath work, meditation. And, you know, some people can sit for like 20 minutes a day and meditate. Others, you know what, they don't have the time or the patience. So teach us a one minute meditation that everybody can do on a daily basis, right, to improve their lives. And what's a one minute meditation we can teach our children? And what are foods we should be eating every day to really boost our immune systems as we return to the world after COVID? Just things that really pertain to your daily life that aren't um, things that are boring, but rather helpful to living a better life. And realistic. Like if, like you said, if you have one minute, like I know like Lauren, you have a million things going on and you're like figuring out your new schedule with like breastfeeding and like having a newborn baby and how much time you even have to, you know, work on 
podcast versus feed the baby versus clean your house versus unpack because you just moved versus starting all over again and repeat or sleeping or any of it or making sure there's food on the table. So it just seems like your information is very practical in terms of knowing that you can't always get to everything. So how can we find those things and make them workable within what we do have available to us? Exactly. I mean, LA moms, we are moving so quickly on a daily basis. And I think the the great thing about COVID has been that it slowed us all down to kind of reflect and pause for a moment. But I think in that we will return to our hectic lives again. We need to learn how to kind of navigate and not be stressed all the time, right? Most of us don't have full-time help in the house, making meals for us, cleaning our clothes and all that. So how are we going to do that without being stressed out? And repeatedly, you know, weekly bring in new experts on meal planning and where to get what you need, deliver to your house, you know, where are the least expensive places to get your organic produce from? You know, how are you going to look at your meal planning for the week when you have four different kids and your husband comes home later and you're, you know, just with so much going on, how do you please everyone and not have a nervous breakdown? Uh, and it's possible. Okay. Cause I was going to say that sounds quite challenging, but obviously, <laughs> you know, there's ways to do it. And you're speaking of like, you know, the pandemic and how it changes things and like being home all day with your kids, you in the past, you've, you've mentioned like you are, you want to pick them up from school. So you're home with them. But even now for someone who maybe works from home and now your kids are home, not in school. So even for you, you're with them more than you would have been for someone who doesn't work. Like how do you balance out keeping things sane because you're with each other 24 seven now and there's like nowhere to go. Do you have advice? I mean, just personally or something on the site that you can steer people towards? Cause I know tons of people are talking about that. Even Justin Timberlake was in the news recently and he got a little bit of a backlash for it. He made a comment saying something to the effect of, and I'm not quoting him, but it was like, yeah, I don't think kid, parents and children are meant to be around each other like all day long. <laughs> but I think what he was trying to say was like, you know, for everybody, even for the kids and not just the parents, like it's good for them to go to school and be out and be social with other people. And I think he's right. You know, it's like, we're all in each other's faces 24 seven, even for moms who were stay at home moms like you, who, you know, could work from home already. How do you like, how do you make it feel not like tense because you're on top of each other? Right. So we have set boundaries The first two weeks, it was like free reign and everyone was, I mean, we were up until two in the morning watching shows and eating junk food and doing whatever. And then I was like, okay, that's it. That was our break. And now we're going to go back to reality and there's going to be boundaries and there's going to be schedules. And yes, we're in the confines of our home, but we need to all respect each other's privacy and each other's space. And so the kids were very clear that they were in school on Zoom doing their thing. And I was sitting in my room on my desk doing my work. And I was not to be interrupted in a really nice way. I said, you know what? Just like I don't interrupt you in the middle of your school day. I expect that you don't interrupt me unless there's an emergency. And so they were very clear with that. And then it was really nice because everybody would come downstairs for lunch and we'd all sit around and take turns preparing different things for lunch. So it wasn't all on me. And they would realize that, you know what, we've got to have respect for mom. She can't do it all. It's impossible. So we'd rotate and someone would prepare lunch, you know, five days a week and 
there was five of us and we'd all do our, take our shift. So I think the boundaries is really important. And we've gotten into a groove now where it's like, yeah, we're home, but we're still in the grind of life and we're still working and we're still doing our thing. Now check in with me next week when they're on summer break and I might pull all my hair out. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to handle that because camps are closed. So that's going to be a whole nother ball game. The camp thing is so scary. We've all been talking about it. We're like, what the hell are we going to do with camp? Like, it's because it, there's also like nowhere to go. So you're like, not only are you stuck at home, but then there's like no, I mean, there's no like outward activities like school or camp, but then you're like also kind of stuck at home, but things are starting to open up. So definitely everybody, including myself will be going on your site to like, see what kind of stuff you have found. If things start to open up, like what direction you could steer us in because. Yes, I'm definitely doing the research and I will be sharing it with everyone. Hopefully next week when I have it all down, um, I know I was just saying like, you can't do mommy day camp every day. It's just impossible, especially for those of us who work. I mean, it's just, it's just not humanly possible to do that. And what's the other alternative, letting them stay on their iPads all day, which just doesn't work for me and is giving the kids awful headaches. And I'm sure for all of the parents out there whose kids have been, you know, learning online, it's been causing a lot of major headaches for everybody. So even with the blue light glasses and all of that, and it's not healthy for the kids to be sitting on a couch you know, on their computers all day. So we need to get out and we need to do things. So I'm definitely promising all of you that I will have a list of things to do out by next week for everybody on how to navigate summer. Is there a world where like, or this is how I envision um, the future, basically, that you have the people that you know are taking like their health very seriously and following all of the rules. So like they're they're kind of part of your like COVID crew. They're accepted into your health and wellness environment and you trade off kids. So it's like, okay, today you get them tomorrow. I'll get them. Or like you have them for half the day. I have them for half the day. So like parents can like share the load. I'm inventing parent camp. So you guys. I, I love that. No, I mean, that's great. And originally that was my thought process too. The problem is that everyone I talk to now has kind of opened their world to not just one family, but to 10 which makes me nervous. So I won't be able to do that with anybody because I don't feel comfortable. I have an 85-year-old father and an 80-year-old father-in-law who we see daily. I mean, we see them all the time because they need it for their mental health. So that means I can't open up my world to anyone who's seeing 10 families at a time because you don't know then who those 10 families have seen. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not just about you and your circle at your home. Um, and sometimes that circle does include like an elderly parent or in-law or somebody. But yes, if you're going to go visit somebody in a home, a nursing home, or a parent that is elderly or has pre-existing conditions, it's a whole different story. People are opening up their worlds. My worlds open up a little bit too. I have a one family that I will be around their kids, even with my newborn, because they're very safe and they don't open up their world. But we all, each of our own individual families, do not have anybody that we have to be around that would be at risk. If we did, it would be a whole other story. It's just there are so many layers to this COVID thing. It's like, 
I was just talking about the other day when people say, well, it's okay. I've been quarantined. I'm fine. I'm like, but if you've opened your front door, then technically you're not because you touch a package. I mean, the likelihood is obviously slim, but I'm just saying you don't know what you've been exposed to. Like you just don't know. And so unless you sit in your own bedroom by yourself and nobody else has walked in and (laughs) there's no way for you to prove that you haven't been exposed. It is. I know I'm making myself sound paranoid, but that's why like, an Amazon package comes and I just take it in my house, open it up, take the thing out and I wash my hands. It's like some of it is common sense too. You know what I mean? You've got to just like be as like smart about it as you can, but yes, everybody has different situations. So these ideas, they potentially work for somebody that they wouldn't work for somebody else. Right. Right. But it's true. I mean, look, kids need interaction with other kids. So there has to be a way to figure it out. And we've thought about it as well, like telling my my father, you know what, we're not going to see you for the next two weeks because the kids need some interaction. Then we'll get tested and then we'll get back to you. You know, there's ways around it. Everybody has to get creative responsibly and figure out what works best for their families. Yeah. It's such that- a weird time. Like the fact that we do have to think about our lives in like two week intervals because that's, you know, what they said as far as the length of time that the you know, illness starts to show itself and you can get tested and all of that. But even down to protesting, they're like saying how all of the protesters should go get tested and CVS and I think another pharmacy are testing protesters um, first and foremost because they want to support their right to protest, but, and they also want them to remain healthy. So I, I protested twice. So I'm going to go to my nearest CVS and do that so that I can go around friends like Lauren and other people who have people around them. Cause I don't obviously want to bring what I, or I could potentially have near you. Right. Um, right. My, another friend has a nanny who has an autoimmune disorder. So they are being like, especially careful because they don't want to lose their nanny. I mean, not to death, but like, they don't want to like impact right. her in any way and have her be out sick. And she's got a husband and it's like such a trickle down effect where you can infect one person and it sets off this whole pandemic. And so they're being so careful and they're basically just glued to their house because of their nanny and how it'll affect her. And it's Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's such a lesson to be learned for us to show our children and our communities too, like that this is a time to not be selfish. Right. And it's a time to really do what's right, not just for yourself, but for everyone around you. Yeah, that's really important. Right now, there's a lot of with the pandemic. And then on top of it, all this, like Jen brought up the writing and the racial injustices that are happening. And like, at the end of the day, it's like, we all want to just feel like loved and supported. And this it's specifically like your site in the, in the magazine is a way for like love and support to happen. But like in general, the world just needs more love right now. And like, who's better at like, unconditional love. Nobody's better than a mother, right? Like that's where that phrase was born from. And everybody has the ability to give unconditional love, but it comes from like, sort of for lack of a better term, it's like born from a mother. And, and I now know like specifically just being a first time mom, like the real meaning behind it, but it did exist in my life before I had a child. Like everyone needs to spread this unconditional love the best they can right now, because like the world needs it so bad. So like, we want to talk about with you like unconditional love in a way like how do you ever think that there is a time where unconditional love is not a good thing? Like what is the boundary for that? 
Hmm. You know, it's so interesting because I remember early on with my first child, you know, and you'll see as you're raising your beautiful child, how in love you are with them that you'll do anything. I mean, there's no, they, they can do no wrong. And my father-in-law turned around one day and said, you know, too much love isn't a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, you must be out of your mind. <laughs> what do you mean too much love? Like, I don't think there's a, such a thing of too much love. I mean, I think there's a difference between unconditional love and too much love, which I think is great. I think kids, there is no such thing as too much love or unconditional love. I think that when people are referring to is discipline, right? And when something is wrong to call your kids out and tell them, but that love never goes away, right? Right, right? I mean, your kid could probably grow up and do something really terrible, even probably murder someone, but you won't stop loving them. Exactly. You'll be angry with them. Um, you won't approve of what they've done, but I don't think that a mother could ever stop loving their child that they birthed. I just don't think it's possible. Unconditional love, obviously it always exists. That love always exists, but what we're talking about is important to have boundaries, right? Like you don't, you're always going to love your child, but there is a point where you come in and say like, okay, right now it's like a tough love situation. Right. I mean, to spoil a kid, it means to give them everything without sending boundaries, right? Yeah. To always say yes. Well, if we say yes all the time, I mean, our kids are not going to be happy, well-adjusted, you know, moral, ethical, good human beings, right? They're going to, if we say yes, then that means, sure, have dessert before, you know, you have dinner. And that means, yeah, sure, use your iPad as much as you want. Watch as much TV as you want. Burp at the table. I mean, right? There's, you've got to say no, and you've got to tell them right from wrong. Otherwise, what's the point of parenting? Then there's no parenting. And then we also expect, yeah, and they expect to just get whatever they want all the time anyway with no boundaries. And that's just not a real, a realistic way to teach somebody. You're setting them up for disappointment, basically. Yeah, and they have to learn from a young age what hard work is, right? to work hard for something and to gain respect. People don't just get respect. They gain it with their actions. And I think that if we're constantly approving everything they do, they will not grow up to be good human beings. So tough love is a good thing. I love it. I love it too. Now, okay, we know that we love our children unconditionally. How true is it that a mom loves their kid more than their spouse? Ooh, now that's a very touchy topic. Um, so... I went through a hard time with my husband. We have really, I'm very blessed to be married to him. We're going on almost 20 years. Wow. But with my first two kids, it was all about them, right? Like I wanted to prove that I was going to be the best mother. I had given up a crazy career as a journalist to stay home with them and no one was going to get in my way and I was going to do everything I had to do and read every book and do da, da, da. And one day he just turned around and said, hello, what about me? Like, I get it. You're a good mom, but you know, they're all going to grow up and leave. And then it's just going to be you and I. And the light switch went on. And I was like, holy shit, you know what? I've totally been neglecting the man that I love. And that is such a bad reflection for my children to watch this, right? I think we have to raise our children if we're lucky enough to be with our partners, with the same person that we had our child with, then to show our children how much we love our partner and to show our children that this is the way you should be when you grow up, right? You should be showing your partner how much you love them. And so I've made it a point now all the time when the kids ask, so who do you love the most? I say, your daddy. He, I, he's my first and foremost, and then you guys. And I love you all equally, but your dad comes first. And I think it's a great lesson for them to learn. And hopefully they will grow up to be amazing partners in their lives by watching that we have such a strong relationship. Wow. I love that. I have a friend that 
Um, it's sort of along these lines and it's just such a nice story and a good, uh, a little like something to refer to. I think her parents, when they would go on vacation, her parents would fly first class, of course, once the kids were old enough and her and her brother would fly in coach. And Mm -hmm. parents would say, we paid for this trip and we earned, we worked hard and we are giving you these tickets to come along with us. This is our family vacation, but we worked hard for this. So we're going to sit in first class. And one day when you're like able to do this on your own, maybe you'll work hard to get where you want to go. And they, Mm -hmm. they kind of like, you know, and then they would spend the time together or the parents together, but it was a family trip. And I kind of like, some people think it sounds harsh, but I kind of liked that it sort of taught a lesson and, and showed how important it was to have a relationship with your partner. And then also was like, yeah, I mean, this, this is a privilege that you're getting to come to like Italy with us. So, you know absolutely yeah I love I kind of like that but it is reminding me of what you're talking about and I think that is is very important to you know show your children that it isn't you know your relationship with your spouse or your partner comes first and it it's good for you and it's good for them yeah I mean look we have a very open family We, we talk about everything in this house and that uh, women and men are equal. We're we're raising our girls to be feminist. We're strong. We've been to the you know women's marches. We're all of that. But my father also said to me when I got married, make sure that if you are home before your husband, that you always, when he walks in the door after a long day at work, that you go up to him and you look presentable and you greet him with a kiss and you ask him if he wants something to eat always be there for him. And I always would say, but what do you mean? Maybe I'll be the one who's making, you know, I'll be the breadwinner and I'll come home later. He goes, well, if that's the case, then that'll be different. But if that's not the case, then make sure that you're always greeting him with a smile after when he walks in the bed. And you know what? I have to tell you, I've been doing that now for nearly 20 years and it works wonders. I bet. Who wouldn't want that? I mean, it doesn't even need to be like a husband-wife thing. It, it can be like your dad said. If it's the reverse, then it's the reverse. If you are out working all day, you would want your husband to come to the door greeting you with a smile. Like, who, Absolutely. Who wouldn't? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it too. I mean, I think in general, like seeing somebody smile like after a long day or showing appreciation or love or positive energy is like so welcoming and it could alleviate a lot of stresses in life just to be met with such open arms. So true. Like you said, the world needs a lot more love right now and it starts with our own homes, right? And how we treat each other. Speaking of how we treat each other, you have four daughters and they all have very different personalities. You love them all equally, but- how does your relationship differ with each of them? They're each so different that are really, and they're all such different ages that our relationships all, all differ. I mean, the older ones don't have as much time for me. So the time we spend is usually in the car with me driving them wherever they need to go. So I have that secret time with them to talk. Um, but I think something I've made really clear to them is that um, I have a really good relationship with myself. I have a very positive relationship with myself. And I'm constantly telling the girls that if you love yourself and if you're happy with yourself, all the rest of your relationships in your life are going to be positive. But if you're constantly neglecting yourself and you're not giving yourself love, you are going to have poor relationships in your life. We constantly talk about this. I talk about it with my 17-year-old. I talk about it with my eight-year-old. So that is my big messaging with all of them. But yeah, the time we spend is different. I mean, we've been, my little ones, you know, we'll go swimming and jump in the pool and go for bike rides. I spend a lot more hands-on time with them. My older ones kind of, it's more like now that they'll 
tap in more when they need advice or when they need things. We're not constantly physically doing things together like we used to anymore. Yeah, it's just like a level of different independence. I mean, even right now, I'm my baby is very dependent on me, but our 10-year-old is like off doing her own Zoom meetings for school and stuff. It's just less FaceTime sometimes just because of a sheer level of independence. And that's just sort of like, you know, you miss it, but then you also want that to be because they're preparing for the real world where, like you said, your daughter's about to go to college and she's going to need a great deal of independence. So it's part of, it's like a bittersweet thing that I think parents and moms go through. You sort of got to like cut the cord, but it's also a little bit sad. It is. It's really sad. I mean, I, we talk about it all the time. She finished her junior year and she came out, she's like, I'm done. And I just started crying and I grabbed her and I kissed her and I said, I I can't believe this. I cannot believe that the little baby girl that I gave birth to 17 years ago is going to be a senior in high school. It's such a trip. It really, you know, it's like, right. They say like the days are so slow, but the years fly by so quickly. And you look back and you just are like, holy, what, what happened? And what a time to look back on right now with this pandemic and everything that's going on. How has, and just from a business standpoint, do you have advice for people who, because we've talked, you know, you've said you've gone over on the site in the magazine, like how to parent during the pandemic and things like that. But what about for people who are looking up to you personally, like, you're a mom of all these four girls and you also have this business you're running. You're creating content for people and you want to help them and share the love. If someone else is in a similar position where they're creating content for people to share whatever their message is, what is your advice on having, because I know Jen and I could even take this advice too. How do you remain sensitive to what is going on right now with COVID and with all the racial injustices, but still send your message to your audience or your readers? Like, how do you do that? But keep in mind the landscape of the changing world. Do you have something that you could tell people to to do that would help like, not feel like you're ignoring what's going on around you still while doing right. your job? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think you can ever ignore what's happening around you. Um, because you'd be living under a rock if you did. So I think you need to be very sensitive to everything that's happening in the world around us, right? We, we're constantly in a, a state of current events and we need to be mindful of everything that's happening. And I think if you remain authentic, if your content is authentic and it's your voice and it's you trying to share the message, whatever your brand is, that's all you need to do. I mean, look, This has been the past week I was saying was very, very emotional time for us. And I thought to myself, how am I going to post anything? How am I going to post anything right now? And honestly, all I did was give voice to the black community during the past week because I couldn't think of anything that would be authentic from my own experience that would help the world. So what I did is people that I follow who I look up to in the black community, I just reposted their things, tagged them, told people, you know, to go and follow them and to be engaged because I think it's a time that we all need to be learning and educating um, ourselves and our community. So that is, you know, that's how things changed for me. I just jumped on that bandwagon. Um, And now that nearly a week, you know, has passed, I'm starting to a bit get back. But even my interviews that I'm doing on my show, Moms Matter, are really the past two weeks have just been on educating, you know, mainly the white community about white fragility, about white supremacy, about what we can do, right? It is is our job to not be silent. And um, so I've really been very vocal about that. And that's just my authentic voice. That's how I feel. Some people don't like me. I've lost a ton of followers, but that's okay. 
um, because I'll gain other ones. And, you know, I, I think you just really have to always remain authentic because if you don't, then what's the point of everything we're doing? We must remain authentic. And I think we also need to be empowered to actually speak about what we feel is right. And, you know, we can all play it safe and, you know, take a neutral stance on like these things, but that's how we got here. So we both are very excited to hear that you are taking a similar stance to what we are saying, which is to educate, support, to learn, to uh, reform, to vote, to donate, to all of the things that we haven't been doing and we should have been doing, but now we can do better. So yes, we feel very strongly about that and are, you know, excited that your community, while it may change, is going to be the right community for your message. Yes, I appreciate that. Um, You know, listen, I've been very candid that up to this point, you know, when we talked about racism, I said, well, what do you mean? Like, I'm not racist, because in my mind, where, you know, the definition of racism in my mind was very different than what I've been reading and how I've been educating myself over the past few weeks. So all of a sudden you open your eyes and you're like, wait, holy shit, I was wrong about all of this. And so if I was wrong and I think I'm educated and aware of things, I can't imagine what the masses feel. And so I feel like it really is our duty, right? If we're in this world that we need to be educating others, educating ourselves, lifting, we all should be lifting each other and helping one another. Yeah. Creating that strong community is just, it's like never been more important. So it just makes so much sense that your magazine is, you know, there to create that feel of community and help educate moms. And it's just so nice to know that that resource is there for everybody. And a couple of other things Um, on your website, um, can people find information on what to get people for Father's Day or how to ensure that they're still maintaining their friendships with their friends, even though they've got parenting and their own romantic relationship to upkeep? Are there things like that? Right. So, right. So we have, yeah, we have a great section called the must haves and every month, depending on what's going on that month, we will feature, you know, brands or gifts or things that we find. So we have a father's day issue for this month um, on things that make sense right now for father's day. Right. Cause you're not going to be going on vacation. You're not going to be going to get massages, but you could get, you know, dad um, treatments sent to the house or you could get him, you know, so it's all pertinent to the time, you know, when it comes to Mother's Day, same thing. We do Valentine's Day. And then all of my advertisers always offer great discounts for all of our followers, which is really nice. So I'm constantly um, posting great new products. And I really won't advertise products that I have not used myself or that I do not come highly recommended. I, I won't do it. So because people trust me and they come to LA Mom Magazine because I've done the research. So I don't ever want to mislead anyone with you know false advertising. I just won't do that. So good to know because, I mean, again, when there's so many choices and it's overwhelming, it's like you just want that trusted friend in your community, in your village to just be like, here, do this, do that. And when it's like all in one spot, again, it just could not be more valuable. Yes, yes. I hope I hope that's the value that everybody gets from it. That is the point. 
oh, good. Well, I think it's just very loud and clear that point. And we're very excited to like access. I mean, I know I am to go access the site for the camp, at least the summer camp thing. I mean, that is a huge thing that everybody is like, every parent is worried about. But again, like we said, I mean, this show was really about like unconditional love and talking about that. And that all comes from a mother. So even if you're not a mom, like you can access that you, you have it in you to spread. And there's things for everybody on your site too. So remind all of our listeners where they can find like your labor of love, what, what the site is, and then um, on the social media um, outlets as well, where they can find you. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. So every handle across social media is LA mom magazine. Um, I'm really active on Instagram. And then the website, if you go to lamommagazine.com and you subscribe, you'll get all the newsletters. Everything comes in. I only send them out once a week. And if you don't like it, you delete it. But most of the stuff is really easily digestible and really helpful to improve our lives. So I really appreciate you plugging that. Thank you. Of course. And everyone, thanks so much for taking the time to escape from what's going on in the world and listen to our show. Hopefully this has helped you to remember that we all have unconditional love to give whatever that may look like. We're here to help you have a sense of normalcy and continue to spread that love. So don't forget to tune in next week for an all new episode where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff with our guest, astrologer Tara Jade Nichols. So excited about that. And if you guys want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. And it's complicated wherever you get your podcast. Rate, comment, tell a friend. And you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meets. Talk to you next week. Love you long time. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. 